Wednesday through. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Spin Rack. Today, we are doing comic book here, and I'm, of course, here with my boy, Cal. Tell everybody how you're doing today, Cal. Hey, feeling good, ready to rock. So, hey, let's get into comic book here. So, what do you want to discuss? Give us a head. What's the topic? This one is for all prospective sellers out there. Now, I understand that the, the saying is that the customer is always right, but as a seller, you have to also understand that, hey, you, you want to recognize a red flag and somebody you should not be doing business with. And there are times when you just got to block people, you know, just block them. So we definitely want to get into that. I'm just going to relay a quick anecdote of a recent interaction I had with a potential buyer. I had listed some books and, you know, unsolicited, the guy comes and he has a, he's like, hey, I can't see what's going on here in terms of your listing. Uh, could you uh, tell me all of the issues, uh, give me all the issue numbers for what you're listing? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of issues. So I'm not listing all of them. And I check the images. So the images are great. You know, you can see everything. But, you know, so I told him, look, you know, you can see everything right there in the images. You know, unfortunately, I'm not able to list out and do what you would like. Guy gets irate, you know, starts, you know, all the name calling, the swearing and all this, you know, being done through an email. So I told him, look, I'm sorry if, uh, you know, it's not to your liking, but hopefully you can find what you're looking for in the future. Then, you know, more emails. Oh, your, your books are trash and this, that's not a 9.8, that's more like a 9.0. And, you know, just, you know, really like, you know, incredible amount of sour grapes at the end of the day. And so I'm sitting here, so, but after the first email, I already went and blocked him. So he can't, so, so he can't buy anything from me. And, but then he also went so far as to, I guess, get a friend in on it, where he's asking me the same questions. Hey, can I see these particular images? And this has happened before, okay? I've had guys who, for whatever reason, are you know they're just uh, they're sniffing themselves they're you know they're taking a whiff of their underarms and they're like hey i'm the greatest <laughs> you know they really you know they really think that you know like you know their pits don't stink at the end of the day you know i had someone else who you know asked to buy a book and you know he, he wanted to see some more images of it so before that happened i said well are you planning on grading the book he says yeah and i said well i wouldn't grade this book he's like well why not i said well it's a 9.4 and i'm pretty sure you want a 9.8 well can i see the pictures of it and I was like, well, I'm, I don't want to waste your time, man. It's a 9.4. It's not going to be higher than that. I'm telling you, take my word for it. Oh, you probably don't really have the book, do you? I'm like, I do have the book. <laughs> I said, but I, why do you need to confirm the bias that you have, obviously? Uh, if you just wanted it at a 9.4, you would buy it. You obviously want to grade it and you're hoping for a higher grade. It's not going to grade higher than a 9.4. Oh, you're trying to scam people. You're trying to cheat people. And you know, I'm like, who are these guys? I just did you a favor. You know, you, you said, you, you know, you want to grade the book. Who wants to grade a book to come back a 9.4? Nobody. Everybody wants a 9.8. I'm telling you, no, it's not going to grade higher than a 9.4. Somehow, by me telling you exactly the grade of the book, because I won't confirm your bias, I'm trying to scam you. Yeah. If I was trying to scam you, I would just send you some pictures that look really good and then send you a 9.4 book. And it's too, you know, it'll be too late. So, as a seller, you've got to learn when you recognize, you know, these are people you don't sell to. You don't sell to them. You don't send extra images. You don't go out of your way to provide them with more information because unfortunately, whether they realize it or not, the second that they showed up and started asking these questions, they have no interest in buying your book. They just want to confirm whatever bias they have about it. They have looked at your book and they see that there's writing on it. They'll send you an email. Is there writing on the book? It's clearly there. It's clearly there. So you don't sell to them. You go, you block, 
and you don't let them off the, and you don't let them off that block list because if you do sell to them you're going to be married to this guy for five to six weeks because now he gets the book he looks it over like hey there's some chipping over here hey look at this you didn't tell me about this i want to refund or i expect <laughs> half my money back and now you have to deal with this so you know these are terrible dudes at the end of the day they know exactly what they're doing a lot of times they like to uh hit a book you know really hit it hard like you get a book and they're like oh look at this it's got color touch on it it's got this and just try to make the book look terrible so you'll think that you have oh man my book is horrible i should just sell it for what i can get with this guy right here don't be fooled and don't fall for it know the value of your book if that's the price that you want, stick with it. And if you're dealing with online sales, just block those guys. It makes no sense to do business with them because they are not going to be anything but a headache at the end of the day. Wow. I mean, so what do you do with someone who is persistently continuing to come back to you? I mean, because they clearly feel that they have a right to to ask these questions. They have a right to, uh, to uh, you know, bring it up. Well, these guys, you know, when you decide to give your unsolicited opinion to somebody on, uh, say, eBay, or if you're selling on Instagram, if you're selling on Facebook, there's very little you can do if they reach out to you. You know, the initial email and so on and so forth, you take that email and you see where it goes. If it becomes, sub, but by the second email, you should be able, well, usually I can tell by the first email, but by the second email, you should be able to check if this is going to be a waste of time. As a rule, collectors buy and dealers negotiate. If a collector wants something, they buy it. They look, 9.4, they'll look at the pictures, they want it, they buy it, that's it, they're done, okay? They, collectors rarely even haggle about price. They want it, they buy it, okay? Who haggles about price? Dealers. Dealers are always looking, oh, look, you got a little nick over here. You're asking 200 for this? Eh, I give you 25. <laughs> that sort of nonsense at the end of the day. So you know, there's very little you can do to stop them, but you do need to recognize them and understand that you don't put any extra time because, I mean, I've heard the stories of the guys that, you know, they were like, can I see more pictures? They send more pictures. Can I see uh, close-ups of the spine? They send more pictures of the spine. Can I see a close-up uh, picture of the centerfold? They send up that. Can I see some really close-up pictures of the staples? Oh, okay, here's some pictures of the staples. Oh, uh, what about this? How do you ship? Do you use Gemini mailers? Do you they ask a million questions. And then after all those questions are answered, they say, well, how much is it? 50 bucks. Oh, wow. $50? Oh, man. You, you're serious? I was thinking more like 15. And to an extent, it's a tactic. Because after you have put that much effort and energy into showing this guy all these pictures, nobody wants to come away with it for nothing. So now, it, for you to have sent all of those images and, you know, this, you think there was going to be a sale, this guy cuts you down by, he cuts you down by $35. But because of all the time that you put in, the $35 won't look terrible. It'll look like, hey, it's better than nothing right. after all the time that I went in. So you got to recognize these guys immediately. Okay. And don't waste time and don't waste time on them. Thank them for their interest, but then move on and just wait until you get a proper, a proper collector. Thank you for that. So yeah, I have another question. So if let's say you bought a comic and you found out there were some missing pages, is it is there any value to this comic anymore? Should it just be tossed or what? No, no. You, uh, it still has value. It still has value, and it depends. Let's say 
let's say for interest, it's a book like, uh, I don't know, Thor 337, First Appearance of Beta Ray Bill. Let's say it's a book like that. Not so let's, and let's say, let's just say it's that book, just for argument's sake. You know, no other reason than that, just for argument's sake. Let's say it's Thor, Thor 337. Okay, great. If the pages that are missing don't really affect the story too much, it's not too big of a deal. If the pages that are missing don't take away from the, the actual re, uh, first appearance of Beta Ray Bill, okay, you might still be able to do something with it. But if those pages take out the, uh, they're missing the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill altogether in the book, or it really disrupts the story, because you could be missing four pages and two of the pages are ads. Got and it. you still have some, you still have something working at the end of the day. But if, if it, it really depends, if it's an older book, you can be missing some pages and the book still has value. As a rule of thumb, if it's missing pages, you're not going to get full value for it, but it still may be saleable. So, you know, it, it really does, it really does depend. What about if the book came with a, with a, with a, with a poster and that's missing? Oh, Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I can give you two two really good examples. Two really good examples of that. Both Batman books. Uh, this is gonna. What's the first one? This is gonna be Batman one eighty one, first appearance of Poison Ivy, and then Batman three forty five, which is uh, no Detective Comics three forty five. Both have pinups that are well known. Well known pinups. They're uh, very popular. You can sell the pinups for money on their own. However, however. If the book is missing those pinups, it seriously devalues it. The first appearance of Poison Ivy is a is a key onto itself. That's a first appearance of major Batman villain, no problem. But because so many people took that pinup out of the book, finding one with the pinup inside of it makes it more valuable. And again, you could sell the book on its own without a problem, but you could also sell that pinup on its own because both of those are highly sought things. So if you remove it, if it's a highly sought after pinup, then yeah, you got an issue. Uh, you got an issue. If it's something that, but there are some pinups that people didn't even know were in the book, and they don't even care. So you know, it wouldn't matter. Like, uh, what's another good example? Uh, Web, oh uh, no, Amazing Spider-Man three sixty five. There's a pinup in the book. Now, if the book doesn't have the pinup, it no longer has the first appearance of Spider-Man two thousand ninety nine. So you got to have that pinup in the book, or you don't have the first appearance. So what about, I'm taking a look right here in um, eBay and we see that some of the ones for Poison Ivy and they say no pinup, they literally tell you that, go for like mm -hmm. 218, 349. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty big price for something like that. I wonder what it goes for with the pinup. $800, well, wow. Yeah, the last one, the last one I sold, you know, not two to my own home, but the last one I sold, I went for $1,200 with the pinup. Wow. And this is a CBS, CBS, CS, 4.5 and this is one for 860 you said the last one went for twelve hundred dollars amazing wow that's interesting uh so i mean you definitely someone like you isn't a no i guess the average person wouldn't know this they would have to like you know go to somebody like you who has an well, pit up its value in yeah itself. the comic is valuable in and of itself the uh the combination of both of them makes them even more valuable to have a comic but yeah it's um I mean, that's tough because if you don't know and you buy it, you know, if you don't know and then you buy it and then you open up like, hey, <laughs> the pinup's missing. You, you, uh, and we discussed this off camera. As a buyer, it's really your job to look and ask questions about what it is that you're buying. 
You can't come later on after you bought something. Oh, I got scammed. No, because sometimes it's just as simple as opening the bag, taking the book out and looking through it. You know, it's just as simple as that. So what about if you had the comic, like we were just talking about, you know, one of my least favorite comic book characters. Yeah, send as many comments as you want, YouTube. Um, Better Ray Bill. And, you know, his comic book is Missing Pages. Um, what if you get a signature from the, uh, from the writer or the, or the artist? Will that make a difference? Um, like, it's, un it's, it, it's unlikely. The great because cosmic offset of, hey, you're missing a page, but you have a signature on it. That should hey, be out. <laughs> I know that voice. It's Petey. <laughs> What's going on? He dived and dipped. Gave them a weapon. <laughs> Just in case, sorry. Let's keep it in the show. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's unlikely. I mean, again, let's use uh, let's use Mighty Thor three thirty seven as an example. You can have that signed by Walt Simonson, who did both the story, the cover, and the art on that book. But it's missing the pages, and. It, it just doesn't offset anything. It would have to be signed by like Stan Lee to really offset it. Wait, look at those prices are ridiculous. For what? Because he's going to become a movie? He's going to be in one of those movies? Hopefully yep. not. No, he won't. He's going to be yes, in Love Thunder? That's yes, why this thing is 500 bucks? Yep. That's a CGC 9.2. Well, we, we talked about this too. Off, we talked about this too off camera. Look. Everybody's playing this the same way that everything else is. Everything else has happened. You got a first appearance. It's a comic book. Nobody really, unfortunately, the comic guys don't really push the value of this stuff. Everybody wants cheap books, you know, from like the, from 1986. Okay, then it goes into a movie. It becomes popular. You got people from outside of the uh, comic uh, collecting collecting field who are now interested in, and they want copies. And miraculously, the price starts going up. It doesn't stay the same price starts going up. So I think if these guys just price things a little bit more appropriately, okay, you wouldn't have this particular issue. But once you put, once you go into a movie, uh, I mean, my experience with my, I knew about Miles Morales, but I had never read any of his stories. Okay, I knew about the character, you know, I may have saw him here and there, and saw him in a cartoon, but my first real introduction to Miles Morales in terms of a, a, a overall story was going to the theaters and seeing him in Into the Spider-Verse. So how many other people are in that same boat? That's the first time you do it. And then you're like, wow, I really like this character. It's a comic. Now I want to go get the I want to go get the comic. And so they're all playing the same, they're all playing that uh the same game. That if it's gonna bring in more people, it's gonna boost, you know, it's gonna boost the popularity, the visibility, and it just it it keeps happening. You know, it's a first appearance. Other people start to learn about it. All of a sudden, this book goes up. If the comic, if comic guys and the comic book uh, buying market was different, closer to maybe like you know what goes on with baseball cards. Okay, you know, there's no movie about Hank Aaron and Hank Aaron's uh, baseball card numbers go up. But with the comics, yeah, once it becomes more visible, somehow, uh, you know, and I mean, and Miles Morales is a great example. Ultimate Fallout number four. I had graded copies of that book. A graded copy of that book was maybe like a couple hundred bucks as recent as six years ago. Now, you know, exponentially, exponentially greater. So I can't fault them for, you know, saying, look, I'm not going to be, I'm, no, not this time. I'm not going to sell this book for 50 bucks. And, you know, the movie comes out. Next thing you know, you know, it's going to have these particular rates. Guys are trying to, pro they're pricing this for a character that is going to make their introduction. Okay. All right. 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna chime in that with all the Miles Morales stuff, there's gonna be no real drop off on this thing, whether you can get it for a thousand or thirty four or <laughs> four dollars. <laughs> thirty four is uh second printing. Okay. But it's the point the idea is like this. It's just like when Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali died in Superman versus Muhammad Ali, two hundred bucks. Uh, two two weeks later, nothing. <laughs> so the idea that it's going to stay that way is not. It's still day trading. It's still hey, this thing is this is a hot this is a hot stock. Let's get on it. Okay, now yeah, dump, that, it. dump it. That dump was it. Dump that all was, of it. That I was with you, and that really was the case where you would have these books that were like ten. $20 books, somebody dies, it it spikes. You know, there's a, there's a good example that I can bring up in a few minutes. It spikes and then it goes back down. But what what started to happen after, however, was that the book would spike and it wouldn't go back down. You know, it may not have been like a $200 book, but it was never a $10 book again. It, a lot of times it's been maintaining, it's been maintaining its value after those particular spikes. So. You know, I'm not too sure about, you know, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. The only, I mean, because when uh, Ali passed, the only books that I knew of that were going to maintain their value was anything that was signed by Muhammad Ali. And those books were far in between. And even then, you could have got it, you could have got a signed copy of that book for like 50 bucks. It was, it was ridiculous. He passes away exponentially higher. However, that book and a lot of those other treasuries, you know, did increase in value over the last few years. So I'm not even sure where the book is right now. I mean, looking well, right now on eBay, you have like some five hundred dollars, some one hundred and eighty-nine. Japanese for hundred, the Japanese vintage for one hundred and nine. So the deluxes say they got some people up here with the deluxe and putting money on that. So in my mind, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying, well, I'm saying yes. This, uh, you know, right now things go up and they kind of stay up because they're kind of sitting like saying, you know what, this book right here. Because if they're using the number one is going up, I'm gonna put this on the shelf. I'm putting it in my warehouse and they <laughs> trade this other stuff while this sits here. And if someone wakes up and says, Hey, I want one of the yeah, like that's one of those the Batman reprints, like, oh even though see this that the the fact is having this be the actual first Marvel and DC collaboration. They're like, no one has figured, you know what? That should be worth something. Nope, don't care. <laughs> so it's still like that, but it, it's like a lot of times it feels like people are sitting on these books saying, if I, I got my day job here, this goes on the shelf at X price. We already looked at mile high and the prices are mile high right now. Well, that's well, yeah, that's well, what do you want? It's mile high. It was never like that at mile high. I've gotten this. It's just like mile somebody. High, the... I, I, mile high, at least my experience with Mile High. Mile High was always one of the more expensive online shops. Okay, they were always one of the more expensive ones. I mean, that was just my experience. You got other places, you got other places too. But I don't know. I mean, what do you tell these guys to do then? Like, okay, we're just gonna. I, I don't know. What do you tell them? We just just let it go for whatever price you can get, knowing good and well if you wait, you're gonna get better money for it. What do you tell them? No, I tell. I tell. This is the thing. Uh, the biz is the business it's business about the business is about now waiting they realize now oh it's a yes. waiting game i will Patience. wait get my thing i will do the amazing stories and wait and so it doesn't matter if this it doesn't matter if 
if my mother screams at me about this thing. It doesn't matter because that's the thing. The hard part is, and I know you don't know that many people, but the art dealers that were talking about comic book art, they said they there was like four or five of them, and they all knew people, probably themselves, that had stuff they needed to sell, but they wouldn't because they were like, I'm waiting for this thing to go up another another couple thousand so I can double and triple my money. So it's like they're not actual, some of the people are not actually selling because ultimately you're saying everything has a worth. I just don't know what it is yet. And I haven't found a way to maximize it. But at the same time, that's the thing of saying, let Hollywood kind of do it instead of like, like what you're saying is the proper thing is saying, hey, I have these books. They, they have some sort of worth. I should be, you know, and I, I will pr I'll price it how I feel it's priced. And then if something comes up and it catches, I, you know, then it will, you know, then it will go to that. But a lot of times they still act like the books they're getting now, like the books that just came out with the variants are now put in the same category. Aren't the well, books you put in, <laughs> you buy to sell, the books you try to sell, they're not just like, yeah, we just got this Rob Liefeld variant. Let's put this on the shelf right now. That's the problem you, I have. They're not even selling new books. Did you get Avengers? Did you get Avengers fifty three? It just came out. Uh, last, oh, no, no, I didn't get to know. What's what's going on with that? No, it's a it's a first appearance, and I mean this is I mean this is right where you're talking about. It's a first appearance of what? It's the first appearance of the Black Panther in a red outfit. <laughs> oh God, that's it. It's the first appearance of the Black Panther in a red outfit, but that changed the book. That changed the book. Instead of this, and I mean, that should be a cover price book. That should be a cover. I mean, you just yes. think about it. It's the Black Panther in a red outfit. Who the hell really wants this? Why, why would you care that he's in a red outfit? It's the Black Panther, not, not the Red Panther. It's not even a different character, like the first appearance of the Red Panther. It's still T'Challa in a red colored outfit instead of black. It's it, it's totally you know incongruent with what we would want, but it's a first appearance. That book went from a cover price book to a twenty dollar book. The variant, you know, uh, the, what is it? The the Swaby, uh, the Swaby variant that went, uh, you know, that went higher. And I collect Black Panther, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, ah oh, man, did I order this? I hope I pre-ordered this because if not, I'm gonna go and have to go and fork over like fifteen twenty dollars for this book now. You know, because uh, for those I particular saw that comic. And I thought that there was something off with the shading. So, I mean, I thought <laughs> it was a comic book black, I, the I, red I, lighting, the yeah, red I just, lighting. Yeah. I just went off like, the, you know, I didn't like realize- Wars number red. one with the, with the blue, with the blue Galactus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I didn't think that was legit. I was like, ah, that's that's nothing. That's, that's there's something wrong with these guys. So no, but that's where these guys are. They come over there and then they, see that drives a lot of the price. Okay, that drives a lot of the price because now, if I want to get this book, and it used to be that, all right, if something like that happened, I could just say, you know what, I'll just wait it out. You know, the price will go back down. Now, I, I you know, to a certain extent, I'm like, well, can I actually do that? <laughs> is the price gonna go? Is the price gonna go back down? Or was the cheap buy-in the twenty dollars that I decided, you know, not, you know, not to go for? So, you know, I have to really try to gauge it, especially as a collector. I have to try to gauge. Well, okay, wh where am I going to put the money down if I don't get in? You know, if I don't get it on the ground floor and I get it for cover price, where where am I going to go with this at the end of the day? Because sometimes it happens and it's fine. 
you know, I went, I bought it for 20 and it went up and like, okay, great. Other times, like I pay top dollar of whatever it was at the point because I was like, look, I do not want to take the risk that I don't get this book. And then it was like, and then out of nowhere, somebody must've found like a, a long box full of them. They're selling them for five bucks now. It's like, selling for five bucks. Ah! Yeah, the thing is that, I mean, that's the horror of some of these things where it's like, you know, all right, you know, Brez is in hospice. We need this thing now. Like we need oh, this yeah, is yeah. gonna be worth something from for that. And oh wow, you know, they should be right. But, but we gonna talk about that on this show, or are we gonna talk about that in a different? I just want to. Uh, I just want to say show. that. I just want to say that as far as a a, a thing of value, it's a value if you're a fan of his art and you were already and you said I bought the miniseries and I just want to see it larger because there's so many characters. And I'm saying, all right, I'm okay with the miniseries. But I love the art. I'd love to see it larger. There's so many people sitting around there. And now they're going to be like, hey, put it out there so we can make this collector's item number two. The printing will be That's such it. that it'll cost X amount of dollars to get All right, let's. Yeah, I, that, I know we're supposed to do another show on that. So let me right. you know. Tame you on the table that? Uh. Yeah, yeah, because I got a, I got a bunch of stuff to say. I got a bunch of stuff to say regarding that. I have the, I got the same book, but that's yeah, another show. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to point out here, if you take a look in... We have a Devil's Reign with Sway. It went for this is the Black History Month variant. It only went for from five. Sway from 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 what's the name? Sway's Universe from MTV. No, no, no. Swaby, Swaby. He's an artist. It's S W A Y. Sway. Sway. Are you sure it's not S W A Y? Because I've seen it spelled that way. I'm just seeing this is what they put on the the the, the thing. It says Sway. So the Sway. Right, let's go. With How Sway? How Sway? What is your what is your clothing company, Sway? Okay, so, so Sway is five dollars for the black um, for the um, Luke Cage um, variant, but they also have the Iron Man variant, which has um, I guess Riri on it. Ah, uh, there's only one Riri. That's going for and it's not her. That's twenty five. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not sure what the point is you're making. No, I'm just saying I'm wondering why this one also Iron Man number seventeen. Is mm -hmm. uh, has done well. Wait a second. This ain't a Black History Month because it's a black artist drawing. I, I have no Mary. idea. I'm saying you're saying before the reason the other one was because it was a red. Well, it was we have um, we have a Miles Morales version, right? Well, I, 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 that could be. Dollars. Hold on. What's the issue? It's issue number seventeen of Iron Man. Iron Man 17. What, what, there's no Indica there? It's not saying if it's a first appearance? Um, it says um, Black History Month variant cover model. Oh, sorry. Sway, let me go back to that one. It says uh, you don't get much. Brand new, a new unread, unused book in perfect condition with no missing damage. ANZ Comics is the one selling it. That just, that just sounds like a higher price variant. 108 sold. So he bought three million. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just selling hold, them? Hold, hold on, wait a minute. So in the cover, okay, in the cover just has uh Riri Williams on it. It's just a spotlight with her. Yeah, and it looks like a, the cover. Oh well, that's the dollar. That's Five. why. That's why. That's why it's selling. It's selling. It's just selling because it's got Riri Williams on the cover. But I, I got that. But I'm saying, then why isn't the Luke Cage one selling? Because Luke Cage has already been in a TV series. <laughs> Interesting. Riri Williams is coming down the pike and she's gonna, well, 
I don't know what kind of splash she's going to make when she gets to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that's just going to happen. You know, as soon as, I don't know if they've even, uh, did they already announce who the actress is? Because if, if they made an announcement who the actress is, and we see, I mean, it's it's like when they showed America Chavez, and they didn't even show her. They just saw, you just show the back of her, her her jacket. And that was enough to drop, they dropped the, uh, the first appearance, the second appearance, the third appearance, just some crazy numbers at the end. You know, I do not like to hear that stuff. Well, character that nobody cares about that they just say that they never bought the book and the next thing you know they run out and say oh it's gonna be a movie character which way well, wait, no. wait, wait who's the marvel they're all looking the at this called, who are these two the, the actress everybody's called, everybody's the actress picking this up dominique, the actress is called dominique thorne and who's her friend i guess the, the, the hot ones travel in packs they always do I have no idea. Sophia Wiley? Oh, I know her. Dominique Thorne? Is Riri Williams? She's going to be in Black Panther? Oh, God, no. How many people are going to be in this movie? She's not. Oh, how could she be in the world of Wakanda when is, is, is Dominique Thorne from Wakanda? Is her character from Wakanda, Riri Williams from Wakanda? No, no, she's no not. way. She's American and she was working with Tony Stark and then Tony Stark died and she like filled in a la Rhodey, except Rhodey's was better. So what yeah, that's pretty mean? much what, well, hold on, because, you know, we, we definitely went on a tangent here, but the yes. whole idea, if you're, if you're out there, you're a seller, okay? You need to recognize, you got to recognize these guys and don't waste the time, okay? They want to come over here and do some negotiation. Your job is not to negotiate. Your job is to sell these books. So recognize people who are wasting your time are just trying to you know, play these psychological games with you so they can get the book at the price that they want. And then they get it for 15. And as soon as they get it, they're going to put it up there for 100. And more than likely, they're going to get it. So don't waste your time with them. Just block and move on. Got it. OK, well, thank you very much. Yo, PD, you want to add anything to that? Um. I get the aspect of everyone's got a day job so they can sit on stuff in their in their <laughs> wedding house. But at the same time, there's got to be stuff. You got to be consistent. You know, if you, you're keeping it at a price and then at the same time, if you have it and the numbers go up, all for you raising the price. <laughs> you already have it. But at the same time, when you have stuff that you can sell, and you're doing stuff like stuff that new books, like that's the horror. The comic book people that you know that in that the good ones, they got the Wolverine and Punisher, uh, Warjour, Punisher War Journal with Wolverine. They put it on the shelves to buy. The ones that are on the other side put it on the wall for thirteen bucks. And that's the thing where it's like first you get your money to pay the rent. The next thing you get the suckers to immediately go because at the same time you can still if you want it interested in buying it there's always a newsstand you could buy at the time so it's like now they're just like hey these variants we got the regular cover and we got these all these other things that we can put up and so that's the hard part for me is these variants kind of really throw things all out of the the woods for the regular purchase right and there's so many different covers I bought the same book at least two times when I go to the store and I'm like, oh no, it's the same thing. It's the same book. <laughs> I don't want any variants. I don't want to go in to buy no variants. 
But ultimately, what can you know? I can't fault anyone who already has it in there. But I don't think that there's a lot of actual saying. I want to get. I I want to get. I want to hit my money now with some of the books I have. They're kind of like, eh. It'll all be. You know, at some point, this will be worth something. This Heathcliff will be worth something someday. Even the ones that aren't specialty cover, whatever it is, <laughs> it'll be. It'll. It'll. At some point, I'll make my money off my star line. In my Archie comics and this, that, and the other, I'll find a well, way. That that day, that day, that day came about three years ago. They just wait for everything that comes out, even a bad well, movie. I, I, I'll tell you right now, I collect Heathcliff. Okay, I've always I love the cartoons. And so so when I saw the comic books taking up, and there was no reason for it, I was like, well, you know, Heathcliff's not going to. There's not going to be a Heathcliff movie or anything of that nature. But it, a lot of the stuff, unfortunately, I mean, this is really an, another show altogether, but. A lot of the stuff, unfortunately, was just overlooked. It was just overlooked. It was there. Uh, do you remember? They had the Treasury editions of Superman versus Spider Man, Batman versus the Hulk, uh, Superman and Spider Man, and then they made these smaller comic book size versions with like this gold, uh, like this gold frame around it. Those, the gold frame books, you know, those were second printing. Second printings are always trash, and nobody cared about them. They were just overlooked. I don't know what became of the books. You know, there was there were definitely copies, without a doubt. At some point, someone realized, hey, this book right over here, you know, I, or somebody picked it up and said, look, you know, I don't, you know, find this book too often. I'm going to put this at a price for something that you know is a little bit rarer than, uh, you know, the average book, and it starts selling there. You, and you also find out that these books, for whatever reason, was they were bigger and thicker, and because of the paper. It wasn't hard. To, it was harder to keep them in good condition. So a good condition book, which is what drives comic sales very much, you know, was also was also very hard. And I scratched my head because I'm like, these books were out there for the longest time. These are the books that were up on the wall, pinned there to the point where if you took it down off the wall now, you would see the impression from, from the dust because it had been up there so long and no one cared. No one cared until somebody put a price on it and it started selling. And then people are like, you can get how much money for it? The same guys who bought it are the same guys who then go running to eBay, throwing it up there for 20 bucks, raising the price to 30 bucks. And before you know it, it's a $50 book. And I'm like, but it was just totally, it was a totally overlooked thing. And that for me is one of the, uh, the biggest conundrums when it comes to comic collecting. It's like, it's almost biblical. The, the stone that the builder refuses will be the head cornerstone, the comic book that everybody ignores somehow that becomes the runaway comic but it was always there you know, right. there's really no reason for it i hear you i'm not gonna go on too long i'm just gonna say with that just said <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um that with that said you still have the aspect of something like uh avengers 232 right the first appearance of star lord right the star fox that character remember the star fox character the cat, yeah, one the the fan, yeah, the ones the fans kept calling that. Now you put him in a movie, <laughs> shoots up to the right. There's one up here for like seven, almost seven hundred dollars. What? Yeah, there's one that's a CGC. Oh, CGC. Uh -huh. It's a it's a Avenger Avengers two thirty two. Two thirty two. Yeah, look at that. There's one of there that someone has. Uh, everyone else is like fifty, forty bucks. Jessica, obviously trying to ride the wave, but if you keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. There you go. Bang. Key issue. 
First appearance of Arrows and Star Fox, MCU hot key. <laughs> See, here's a I had a run, I, I have that book. And I had it in a run of and I had it in a run of Avengers books. I had it in a run of Avengers books. This is uh I got them right next to me. What was the earliest issue? The earliest issue was like Avengers one Avengers one thirty four and it went up to like Avengers three hundred. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to get rid of them. I was just trying to get rid of them. You know, they were taking up space. I just wanted to free out the box. I said, look, you know, so I'm going to ask $200 or best offer and see if I could get anything. I couldn't move them. Okay. They, they went up for auction. They went up for auction five times. Nobody wanted them. Nobody cared. I never got an offer. That was the end of it. So I just put them to the side and said, I'll get around to them later. I wasn't even trying to like make more money on them. I just said, I tried that. I'm going to work on some other stuff and I'll get around to those later. Okay. I, you know, maybe like a year later, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, this is such an eyesore. I want to get rid of these books. I go over now and I start looking for them. Oh, oh, oh I, all the prices have increased. And I'm like, why did, I don't understand. What, what happened? Why all the, why did the prices increase on these books that nobody wanted? Nobody wanted. Now, when I put them up, you know, what do I get? I get the offers for when I, I get the offers for them. What I was trying to sell them a year ago. Well, would you do 200? Would you do 225? How, how about 250? It's yeah. selling for five, 600 bucks now. And the thing is, like, when I was when, when I was putting them up there at what I thought was a reasonable price, I couldn't get somebody to spit at them. Okay? Now, you know, totally different thing. So th- that is, uh, I, I, I definitely get what you, I get to get what you're saying. And some of these prices, I, I understand why the prices go up because everybody's like, look, nobody wants to miss out. Nobody wants this character to be the next hot thing. And you had a copy. Nobody knows if Star Fox is going to be the next hot thing or not, but everybody wants their money. So they're like, hey, I remember how I had a copy of Ultimate Fallout 4 and it didn't, you know, I sold it. I sold it for 20 bucks. And now look at Miles Morales. Look at where that book is now. I'm not going cheap on any more first appearances. If they're going to be in a movie, you're paying top dollar, buddy. I'm getting back that Miles Morales money that I lost out. No more cheap books out of me. But I can't fault them. I can't fault them because that's pretty much how comics work. It's the first appearance. First appearance of Superman, that's the big book. First appearance of uh, Spider-Man, that's the big book. So, you know, that that does govern a lot of what they're doing at the end of the day. Uh, some of the, I mean, I mean, I look at some of the prices and I'm kind of like, really? For Star Fox? 700 bucks? Star Fox? <laughs> like, okay. It has to do everything with the guy from um, um, Harry Styles. So that's it. He was already, Harry Styles already, they, he made his appearance. I, I could see that book going for a couple hundred, maybe 250 at the end of the day, but st- even within the Marvel Universe, Star Fox isn't this really crucial character. I mean, you got, uh, but I, 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 again, there's no rhyme or reason to it sometimes. You got characters where the fans just love this character. They just love this character. Has the character really done anything? No, done, not a damn thing. Yeah. Perfect examples like Moon Knight. Moon Knight is probably one of the most unstable characters I've ever seen, not in terms of the character, but the approach. And one thing he's, uh, you know, he's an he's a ex-mercenary, uh, become a billionaire, crime fighter. He's a monster hunter. Now he's got, he's suffering from PSTD. He's suffering from multiple personality disorders. He's got this God thing going on. He's the fist of conscience. That character is all over the place. Never had a really good series with the exception of the first one. I thought there was some good story, but he's great to draw. He can do some kick-ass covers and guys like him. Even if the stories suck half the time, guys really like him and artists love rendering this guy 
They just he. It's so hard to make a bad Moon Knight cover. You have to really work at it to make a bad Moon Knight cover. I mean, even that latest one that just came out, uh, the Raza cover. Oh man, you just look at how easy he makes it look. It's just like a. It's just a really great character to illustrate. Even if the stories, even if the the stories with the with the exception of the initial stuff are just crap. But you know, and there, you, but there you go. Everybody's like, hey, he's got a show coming out. He's got a show coming out. First appearance. Oh, nothing to you know. Nobody's like, nope, hell no. I'm not selling it for cheap. I'm you know gonna push this money. I'm gonna push this price because I've only got one copy and I'm gonna get my money. If this guy turns into the next Miles Morales, you know I'm gonna make certain that I get my money. So I know a lot of it does stem from that. So guys, we gotta wrap it up. Um, so I mean, I think we've covered quite a bit here about about comic book hero. You know what to look out for. The key thing is you gotta know your market, know what you're doing, know what you're um, what's going on. Because if not, you can be definitely taken for a ride. In addition, anybody who's uh, who's trying to get into the game and they are being harassed, I guess that's the closest thing it is. You know, you can't, if someone's not really interested in buying, they're more interested in harassing you. I suggest you don't um, get involved with them, okay? Because it's your reputation and your business on the line here. So anything else, guys? No, I guess I'm that's good. it. Okay, good. So, hey, if you like what you heard, subscribe, give us a thumb up, comments. Okay, any, any hateful comments will be blocked. Spinarack. Out. <laughs> Out. <laughs>